guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Got a ton to talk about today. Uh, The biggest news, obviously, being that Colin Hill has decided to finish his football career elsewhere. Uh, We're going to talk about just what kind of legacy he will leave behind here at CSU. Going to talk about some of the good moments. Uh, Just going to talk about why he should be you know, forever beloved here in Fort Collins. Also briefly going to talk about a couple of bowl games that will take place in the Mountain West this weekend. And we, of course, have CSU men's basketball taking on a very talented Tulsa team Saturday afternoon on the road. Going to be a tough test for the Rams. It's not an easy matchup at all. Going to have to see how they respond. It's It's been a rough go of late, especially offensively, but 
still got a uh, still got a lot of faith in that team. Still got a lot of faith in that coaching staff and and some of the youngins, some of the seniors. So I think uh, CSU was yet to hit their stride on the hardwood. But let's let's focus on today's content, and that of course is Colin Hill. I don't think uh, I don't think this was much of a surprise to anyone. I mean, pretty well documented how tight Mike Bobo and and Colin Hill were really. I'm not sure I've covered uh, an athlete and coach that have a stronger bond than those two do. I mean, just the way they talk about each other, like just about every player when you interview them and you ask them questions, you know, they're going to say positive things about coaches. They're going to call them, you know, mentors and, and bring up respect and all that. But just the genuine love that these two have for each other. It it was always extremely evident when they talked about each other. And, you know, you could just see it in their entire demeanor. You could see it in their eyes. It, it wasn't some, you know, generic coach player BS type stuff that you're feeding to the media. Like, yeah, he's our guy, this, that. These two are, were genuinely, you know, two peas in a pod. They were as close as, as two people can get. And when Bobo got fired, you know, I think it, the writing has basically been on the wall since then. Colin Hill already has earned his degree. You know, he's been on campus for more than four years. I think at this point he he doesn't know CSU a damn thing, that's for sure. Um, this guy's, uh, he's given everything to this program. I mean, there's really no other way to, to put it. And I just kind of want to go down memory lane here and, and talk about some of the stuff and maybe uh, – remind some of you Ram fans just exactly how exciting this kid was and you know there were a couple people that tweeted at me and and they talked about how he's going to go down as one of the greatest what ifs in CSU football history and I think that's very accurate he's a (laughs) it's it's tough not to think that just you saw the potential it was always there I mean from day one from well, really, technically, he made his first appearance against UTSA uh, in relief of Fatan in some garbage time. But September 17th, 2016, Colin Hill makes his first start against Northern Colorado. CSU wins that game 47-21 at Hughes. Uh, Colin goes absolutely off. I know it's it's the UNC Bears, so take it with a grain of salt. But 21-27 for 315 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That was his first career start. So from day one, he just comes out swinging. And he was just hard not to root for. He was so gracious, so humble. Um, obviously a phenomenal quarterback, had a massive arm, knew how to, to command a line of scrimmage like no other. But I think the game that kind of really got people to believe in him was actually his second start. You know, the, the first start was great. You go out and you hang nearly 50 points in your first career start against a D1 team. That's pretty impressive, regardless of if it's, you know, UNC or not. If you hang 47 points and complete 21 of 27 attempts, 300 plus yards, four pit, uh, excuse me, four touchdowns, no picks. That's a baller performance, regardless of who you're playing. That's a baller performance. You know, he didn't put up those same type of numbers uh, against Minnesota. Basically, only completed 50% of his passes, but obviously playing a significantly better defense on the road. CSU ends up losing that game 31-24. What really stood out to me was the fact that the Rams were able to score 17 second-half points. Uh, Colin 
leads them throughout, put them in a position to to be competitive and have a chance to win that game. And as a as a freshman quarterback at the time, that was about a, about all you could ask for. I mean, it's just money, just money. And if he doesn't get hurt against Utah State that season, I don't think he's ever given up the starting position. You know, it's it's fun to think about. Like in hindsight, how how differently does that 2017 season go? if Hill's a starter. Same goes for the end of 2016, because it should be mentioned that at the end of that 2016 season, Nick Stevens played about as well as any CSU quarterback has played in the last couple of decades. And I know Stevens gets uh, some criticism from the fans, and some of it is is rightfully so, but he he absolutely executed that offense like a pro, and that, and that second half of the 2016 season was just incredible. And a lot of that carried over into into 2017 you saw uh, that offense come out and play pretty well in non-conference play they obviously had the trip down to Bama and then you open up Mountain West play with four straight wins really looking pretty dominant and then the wheels just kind of fall off so would things have been much differently if Colin Hill was the quarterback I don't know I don't think Nick Stevens is the reason that CSU uh, ultimately didn't reach its goals that year but it's fun to think about I mean they, they could have been different Hill has a has a huge arm and he, you know, throwing to some of these guys, throwing a gallop and some of these dudes, who knows? Maybe maybe it would be differently. But like I said, at the end of the day, Nick really redeemed himself and went on to have a an incredible second half of his career. I mean, he deserves a ton of praise just for <laughs> battling so many dudes. I mean, Nick Stevens' entire career, he had to battle Colin Hill and and Faton and and just all these different dudes and, and Coleman Key. Coleman Key is a name I haven't brought up in forever, but you know, Nick was a grinder. He executed that offense so well and he did what needed to be done. Going into that 2018 season, post Stevens, uh, after the New Mexico Bowl loss, Collins QB one, undoubtedly. He's gonna be the starting quarterback. Everyone's excited about it. Um, you know, everybody remembers the excitement before his first knee injury and, and everyone's getting stoked. And then of course the worst thing happens and, and Colin t- tears his ACL for a second time, this time playing pickup basketball in the spring of 2018 somehow incredibly is back and like ready to play by the fall. I, I don't know how that's humanly possible. I, I genuinely don't. I know that science is much improved and I am very ignorant when it comes to, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm certainly not a medical expert, but I will say I've, I don't think I've ever seen uh, anybody come back from an ACL injury quite so quickly, uh, probably too quickly, if we're being honest. You know, I kind of got, I asked Colin about it a couple of times and he would never give me the answer, but he would just basically be like, you know, I did it the way I did it and there's no, uh, no sense in looking back. But because of his injury, obviously, KJ Carter Samuels gets brought in from Washington. Uh, he spurs UCLA at the last moment, comes to CSU, where I imagine he was basically guaranteed the starting position from Mike Bobo on day one. Um, but it obviously ended up being just such a weird season. You had everything that went down with Bobo's health issues, and you had a quarterback carousel between Carter Samuels and Colin Hill that to this day still makes absolutely zero sense to me. I I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, I, I, 
honestly, I think it got to a point where it was like Mike so desperately wanted Colin to be the guy. It was it was obvious. Every year, Mike wanted Colin to be the guy because Mike loved Colin so much. But he'd brought in KJ, and Colin wasn't 100% healthy, and you have this experienced veteran. Like It was just such an awkward, awkward time. And I don't even think it was that weird that they played both of them. It was just the way in which they rotated them really was like random and it seemed like it was based off emotion you know in the in the middle of a game rather than a coordinated plan trying to see which one of these guys is actually going to be you know the starter moving forward eventually they they just let Colin you know take over because well he was the future <laughs> it made sense and KJ wasn't going to be in the in the picture moving forward so really a forgetful 2018 season other than the well, the Arkansas upset and then just the wildness that happened uh, with that quarterback carousel uh, in Preston Williams. 2019, Hill comes out absolutely balling. In the three games he played in, completed 67% of his passes, threw eight touchdowns, only two picks. Uh, both of those picks were against CU. And then, you know, the nightmare situation happens against Arkansas. He tears his ACL for a third time, out for the season basically derails everything that was potentially going to happen at CSU this year. Like I said, I don't think it's necessarily um, a completely different season if Colin stays healthy, but we'll talk about that uh, after the break here. But man, just craziness. So much potential. Just so many what-ifs if you're a CSU fan. it's I don't know if those feelings of what-if will ever go away, to be honest. We will continue talking Colin Hill, uh, get into bowl games a little bit uh, and more. But first, let's just take a quick second to shout out our friends. First off, Breckenridge Brewery is Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits Brewery of the Month. Download their app and enjoy a six-pack for only $7.99 all month long. Now, with a couple of days before the holiday season, I'm probably leaning towards some Christmas ale. But you can't go wrong with anything that Breckenridge produces. Vanilla Porter, the classic Amber American Ale, the Avalanche, which is probably my favorite, uh, Strawberry Sky, that's basically summer in a can if you're feeling blue about the cold weathers. Uh, the, the sun goes down about 3 p.m. Put yourself on an island somewhere with a can of Strawberry Sky. Whatever you're doing, though, make sure you're drinking Breckenridge this holiday season and download that app. For a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. Uh, the New Year's going to be here before we know it, and you're going you're gonna to regret missing out. So cr- download that app, grab a six-pack. Cheers. Alrighty, folks. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Colorado's own Bojo has been serving locals uh, for, well, my entire life and, and then some. <laughs> that, that would be putting it lightly. But let's let's continue with this Colin Hill conversation. He leaves CSU uh, with a 61% career completion percentage, uh, 263 of 433 pass attempts, threw for 3,323 yards, 23 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions, so twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. That's always a great stat if you're looking at for quarterbacks. Uh, when I think about Colin Hill... Uh, I'm just going to think about how he was an absolute warrior. You know, he's, like I said earlier, he should 
forever be beloved in Fort Collins. He was a phenomenal quarterback with NFL potential, still is. I mean, he still has that NFL potential. Uh, obviously, there are going to be questions about his long, just his longevity, I guess, you know, coming off of three major knee injuries. Definitely going to be some questions from NFL teams. They're going to put him through the ringer and, and, you know, make sure that he's capable of doing so. Uh, he commands the line of scrimmage well, makes excellent decisions with the football, like we said, twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. Uh, can make throws in NFL windows. I think that's probably the biggest difference between him and Nick Stevens. Nick Stevens made really good decisions with the football and more or less was a very underrated quarterback at CSU, but he didn't have the biggest arm. A lot of his throws, you know, the guy had to be really open. He couldn't really throw somebody open. Colin could make any throw anywhere on the field. The dude had an absolute hose. Um, it's just a, a matter of staying healthy. You know, regardless of what happens in the future with him, I'm extremely confident that he will be successful. He's just too hard of a worker, too competitive. But on top of that, he just has that rare sense of of humbleness and self-awareness. And there just aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of student athletes like Colin Hill. And, you know, I know you're not supposed to get attached as, as a reporter. I think it's a little bit different when you're a local beat reporter and you're there every day because you do, you know, you establish these relationships with the guys, you see them, you talk to them, you, you get to know them as people and, and not just, you know, football robots out there uh, that are, that are trying to entertain 40,000 people and, and millions more on TV. Colin was as gracious of, of an athlete as anybody I've ever been around. And I'm genuinely, genuinely going to miss Having him uh, be in Fort Collins, I'm going to miss listening to him break down defenses. I'm going to miss all of it. He was a good dude, always played ball with the media, excellent teammate, excellent leader, and regardless of where he goes, he would be an excellent addition to the locker room, even if even if he can't play. Like I, I'm not sure where Collins at from a health standpoint at this moment in time. I'm not sure where he'll be at next spring or next fall. I imagine he's going to try because this kid just loves playing football. But even if you can have him as like a, like a basically an extra coach, like any team in the country would be lucky to have Colin Hill in their locker room. And I mean that genuinely. Any team in the country would be lucky to have Colin. And wherever he goes, I don't care where it is. I'm a I'm a big Alabama fan. If if Colin Hill goes to Auburn, I'm rooting for Colin Hill and the Tigers. If Colin Hill knock on wood, God, how awful would that be? Ended up in Boulder, I'd have to root for Colin because Colin is my guy. He's He's been my guy, and I'm going to continue to root for him. He's been just an incredible role model for the community. He's been a great representative of this university, and I wish him well. By the way, let us let me just... he Colin Hill would not go to Boulder. He's a ram through and through. He would not do that. Uh Maybe end up somewhere in the Pac-12, like Oregon or something, but no, he's he wouldn't go to Boulder. That was just a joke. Ryan Cohensberg, our, our Broncos beat guy, VP of content, much love to him, but uh, he made that joke in the group chat that you know maybe Colin Hill should transfer to CU so that he could get a chance to hold the Centennial Cup. I obviously blasted him and rightfully told him to stick it where the, the sun doesn't shine. So I got your backs, Ram fans. Don't worry. Uh, he won't end up in Boulder. <laughs> it will be interesting to see where he lands, though. My guess is somewhere in the south, closer to home. 
Obviously, South Carolina, where he's from, would be the easy one to guess. But the thing about that is they have Ryan Holinsky, a sophomore next year, coming off a pretty decent freshman season. I'm not sure Colin would be able to come in and play there. Uh, you never know. But just knowing how much Bobo loves Colin, if if he genuinely is healthy and genuinely feels like he can play and, and prove himself to NFL scouts, then it honestly wouldn't be surprising to me if Bobo worked behind the scenes to help him land somewhere where he basically would have a maybe not a guaranteed shot, but just a really solid chance to start next year to to put some stuff on tape and, and prove to people that he is capable of being an NFL quarterback because I think he can do it. Um, we'll have to see. Three major knee injuries is, well, it's a lot for anyone, and that knee is just never going to be the same, but you never know. Guys, guys have been able to do crazier things, so I wish him well. I'm sure all of CSU Ramland, all of the the Ram faithful across the country do as well. And yeah, best of luck, Colin Hill. Thank you for always being great in interviews, and thank you for a lot of fun football memories here in Fort Collins. I'll I'll always appreciate that. All right, it's the best time of the year, guys. It's bowl season. I really miss covering bowls. I really do. It's been a couple of years now. Um, I it's, I haven't even gotten to cover like the biggest bowls in the world. I went to the Las Vegas Bowl back in 2014 um, because I was working for the football team. I covered the the New Mexico Bowl in 2017. I did not get to go to the Potato Bowl or the Arizona Bowl. Obviously watched them, uh, but was doing different roles for the Collegian back in those times. Was more of a, a women's basketball and men's basketball reporter. Didn't really work my way onto the football beat till 20 the end of 2016 spring ball uh, going into that 2017 season um you know the new mexico bowl it's not the most desirable location in the world obviously you know you'd love to get a fiesta bowl or you know a new year's six appearance something like that but as far as the bowl games that are on a smaller scale i think the new mexico bowl is great albuquerque is a great town has great culture people really embrace the 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 entire thing it's just i don't know i just had a lot of fun down there and i will forever defend the new mexico bowl which of course is this saturday with our old friend jim McElwain. but before we talk about that just briefly uh, you've got buffalo taking on charlotte in the makers wanted bahamas bowl uh, that's at 2 p.m friday on espn and then friday night you've got utah state versus kent state in the Doobie Doobie Frisco Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. That's a really bad joke. Uh, Jordan Love and those and those two other players, uh, running back and wide receiver, I'm trying to blank on their names at the moment, have been cleared for that game. <laughs> Going to be interesting to see how they respond. Jordan Love obviously has already announced that he will forgo, forgo his final season and declare for the NFL draft. Uh, this is a Utah State team that I'd say... That, they probably underperformed given how much talent they did bring back this year, but a chance to redeem themselves versus Kent State in the Frisco Bowl Friday night. I like the Aggies' chances in that game. Saturday, you got the Mexico Bowl, 2 p.m. on ESPN. Central Michigan taking on San Diego State. Jim McElwain versus Rocky Long. McElwain, obviously, 
I led CSU to that amazing, amazing comeback victory in 2013 over Washington State. Speaking of which, there was a thing that came out on Twitter, a list of the 25 greatest bowl games ever. CSU versus Washington State in 2013 was tied for 25. I'd put it even higher. I'd, there were some games on that list that I thought were questionable in terms of actually being better games than CSU versus Washington State. There were teams that were bigger and more relevant. They, the, the games were in bigger stages, but in terms of actually being more exciting, I don't know. That that CSU-Washington State game goes up there with me with like the 07 Fiesta Bowl and, and the Statue of Liberty and Boise State upsetting Oklahoma. So just so fun. I'm, I'm interested to see how Ole McElwain is able to, to get his offense rolling against a really talented Rocky Long defense. San Diego State, on the other hand, hasn't really done much offensively all year. Uh, so can they keep up with that that fast-paced, high-throwing offense that McElwain loves to run? We'll see. Definitely looking forward to that game Saturday afternoon, lounging up on the couch, watching a little New Mexico Bowl. Saturday night, we've got Boise State facing Washington in the Chris Peterson reunion. 7.30 Las Vegas Bowl. This is actually a pretty exciting matchup. I think Boise State fans were not super stoked about it. and I guess Washington probably wasn't either. I think Chris Peterson, I saw a quote from him where he said, this is basically like the the one team I would never want to have to play. There are you know, 130 teams or whatever. And of course, he has to face Boise State in his last game as head coach at Washington. He's transitioning into like a leadership role, a Urban Meyer at Ohio State type situation. I don't know. It's not surprising. It's an incredibly incredibly taxing industry these dudes just get burned out so I'm not throwing shade or anything but I am curious to see this game I think on paper Boise State can can hang with Washington but emotion plays a weird thing and I'll be curious to see if you know this Huskies team kind of rallies behind Peterson and helps him you know earn a victory over his former team in his final game that's what sports are all about I'll definitely be glued into that bowl game, though. All right. I think we've covered all our bases for today. Uh, we'll obviously be back. Shout out to everyone that subscribes to DNVR. Much love. Really could not do this without you, and I genuinely mean that. So hope everyone has an excellent weekend. Hope everyone has a fun holiday season. We will be back with some podcasts next week. Uh, we'll take some days off for Christmas, but we won't be completely absent next week. We wouldn't do that to you. wouldn't leave you high and dry. There's just too much to talk about, too much Ram stuff to talk about. We got hoops. We've got the the staff filling out. We've still got recruiting. Obviously, the end of the early signing period is today, but moving forward, got to see who CSU recruits, got to see if they can land a quarterback or two uh, with Colin Hill leaving, got to see what happens with Patrick O'Brien. Got to see if Warren Jackson declares for the NFL draft. Got to see if there's any more turnover. Um, all kinds of stuff. So before we know it, spring ball will be here. Uh, it never stops. It really never does. People are always like, Justin, when can we go on a vacation? Like, when can we hang out? My my old friends from high school. And I'm like, well, there's like a six-week period in April to May where pretty much don't have anything. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty book solid 12 months a year. But such is the life. I love it. All right, we'll be back, folks. Have a great weekend.
Asian kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees Feeling way too trendy, raps that kill Oh, I'm deadly, primed and ready like machetes At a deli in New Delhi, feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice But water's the truth, so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh, I'm gnarly like non